Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mum, I've had a shocker today. Why, darling? Got in trouble with my husband for using uh, my phone for working, because actually I am working, because I have an album out in, what, five weeks? Um, And uh, dropped my phone, saw that I'd broken it again, because I like to break the screen, so broken it, checked it, got slithers of frigging glass in there, then had to get the tweezers. My daughter was so excited and interested by it, she wouldn't stop talking. Um, Son got hand-trapped in the thing, Katsu curry's going everywhere. I'm tweezering out slithers of gr- um, glass. I think I've got a slither of glass in my lip. And it really Jessie. hurts. I'm having a shocker. I'm stress eating. It's a bad day. Darling. And everything seems much bigger, doesn't it? In when it's like... And also, why is my day so busy when I'm literally... Me too. I, I'm so freaking busy. It's mad. What have you been stress eating, darling? Well... It was actually quite delicious, but Gizzy Erskine and Professor Green are doing this Monday night fakeaway thing on Instagram where they do a different takeaway that you can't get and they create it. So they did a Big Mac one week and they did this Wagamama. And I'm not even a big fan of Wagamama, but they did this Wagamama katsu curry with breaded chicken. But I did it with tofu, breaded tofu, and I made it for my mate and us. And honest to God, it was so delicious. It's Giz and Greens. They're doing it on Instagram and everyone should follow them because it's really good fun. And Gizzy's an incredible chef, as is pro. But like, it was so tasty. Even the kids ate it. And I was so pleased with myself. Actually, I, I started the day quite virtuous. I did a little Ottolenghi blistered tomatoes with cold yogurt for breakfast. Delicious. And then it just kind of all went downhill. I've just had a tiramisu in tinfoil. I made the best dinner tonight. What did you make? I made chicken with vermouth and whole grain mustard and tarragon. That's my favourite that you used to make. Well, I made it today and I, well, I'd forgotten I used to make it. And you do it with kind of onions, you caramelise onions. And mm. so I did the chicken breast first, caramelise the onions, added mustard, vermouth, and then a little tarragon finished it with a couple of spoons of cream. Mm. And it was so delicious. I may make that for the kids. I absolutely love that. You've got to have vermouth, though. It doesn't work with anything else. And I made crushed new potatoes and I had broccoli, beans and spinach. That sounds absolutely delicious. It was really delicious. Today, tonight, we have 
an Oscar nominator. A nominator. Os- what am I nominee, talking about? darling. Nominee. An Oscar, Oscar nominator. An Oscar nominee. And she's Kiss, my very favourite actor in the whole wide world. Oh, Timothée. Timothée. And she's just amazing. I became completely enamoured by her when she was in Little Drummer Girl and wanted to be her friend um wanted to see everything that she's been in and she seems to pick some really juicy roles and she was up for an oscar this year as amy in little women which was just such a beautiful beautiful film and she was so wonderful in it so yeah we've got bloody florence Pugh on table manners special circumstances kind of a bit almost hollywood royalty she's top notch and she's zooming in and i'm kind of i wonder if i'm gonna be a bit starstruck because yeah She's great. Jessie, we're recording on a Thursday, so at eight o'clock, we're all going to go out and clap for the NHS and carers. Yeah, absolutely. Florence is about to join us. Oh, my God, this is pro. She's got a bloody sound um, thingy. That's amazing. I'm so impressed. That is proper. Hi. I'm just going to say... You are the most professional person we've ever, or your boyfriend is. Really? You've got the bloody sound. I know. I just um, board. I, I know, and it, he just bless him tried to set it up, and I, I. It's really hot in here, and I thought I might get extra hot if now I have foam around me. Unless you want the Babe. foam around me. <laughs> no, I. We don't have foam. I have plastic children's toys everywhere. Amazing. And wooden floors, so don't worry about it. You can see this is a uh, trolls. Oh. This is right. This is the shit my mum buys my daughter, and we have to have Jessie, here. Jessie, that's beautiful. Um, but hi, and thank you Hello. so much for doing this. Thank you. Now, Florence, you probably don't remember because you probably have lots of people coming up to you. Uh-oh. But I actually did that annoying thing where I accosted you. No, does your boyfriend need to say no, something No, 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 he worry. thinks I said uh-oh to him. So he goes, what, what happened? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Bye, I'll see oh you in a God. bit. <laughs> Do you want to join in? I'm a big fan. You're welcome to join in. We love him. <laughs> I can't cook. He can't cook, he says. <laughs> can you eat? Yeah, he can eat. I actually made him exactly what I made myself and it's up in the house. So he's, he's running up now for food. Oh, nice. What did you just make him? Um, it's really hot. I'm in LA at the moment and it just suddenly got really, really hot. And so I just made a big crunchy salad. I'm Mm. a big fan of crunch. Getting it all good in my system makes me feel happy. So what was in the crunchy salad? Crunchy salad, um, we have a nice little vegetable patch just outside and we've been growing lovely leaves and lovely elephant garlics. What are elephant garlics? Elephant garlics are like a whole bulb as a garlic. So instead of all the cloves, you have a whole one and it's like this big ball of garlic. Is it called elephant garlic? Yeah. But is it called it because it looks like elephantitis? (laughs) If garlic had elephantitis? Probably just large, Jess. I thought it was just because it was big. But yeah, they're great. And you just get so many meals out of them because they just go on and on and on and on and on. Amazing. Yeah. So do you cut it up? Yes. And the best thing about it, it's a bit, it looks like a spring onion. And so you can end up using the whole piece, the whole green bit as well. Um, So you get a lot of bang for your buck there. So Florence, do you live in, do you live in LA now? No and yes. Okay. It's a good answer. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of both. Is the UK still home? UK is definitely home home. That's where my family and my friends are. But I've, I mean, in all honesty, I've been living out of a bag for about 
four years um, in a wonderful way, in like a, mm. a, a living wherever I need to be kind of way. And then I've just amazingly spent some more time in LA and I'm, I'm loving the sunshine. So um, yeah, bit of both. How, um, so no, I have to just say, so I did this thing and you won't remember, okay. but I, I accosted you. <laughs> right. And... No, because I, I, I really do quite love you. Um, I love you so much, Jessica. actually. And it, I just finished watching The Little Drummer Girl. Yeah. And I was obsessed by you. And then I saw you at the Rosalia concert. <gasps> yes! And I came up to you and I was like, and I was like an annoying person. I was like, sorry, um, I just have to say you're really great. And um, yeah, I've been in love ever since, really. Oh, so, well, thank honestly, you. Honestly. Oh, please. You're like amazing. And you sing so Thank well. Thank you. You're an amazing I, singer. Yeah, I um, I grew up in a big, mad, crazy family. And my parents just tried to get us as, as kind of loud and as musical and as annoying as possible. And so we all sang and played as many instruments and acted. And that was our comfort zone. Um, and then, yeah, acting picked up. So I, I went with that one for a bit. <laughs> but I'd love to do a bit of both. You're doing lots of cooking on Instagram. Yeah. I really like so it. So how did this come about? I mean, I mean, I know, like, obviously you're, you you seem like you're passionate about cooking. Yeah. But why did you decide to start putting up um, things? Was it because you just wanted to share it or because yeah. of your bloody vegetable I mean, patch? I, you needed to my share My bloody it. vegetable patch, exactly. No, it started about um, four or three months ago. I got uh, an ice cream maker for my birthday and uh, I'd never made ice cream before and I always thought that it was the hardest thing to do and people who make ice cream are insane because why would you make ice cream when you can just buy it and it tastes good? Um, and then I started using it and it was this really, it's this really amazing ice cream maker where you just shove all the ingredients in and then it does it itself and you don't even have to put it in the freezer the night before so it's like top notch. So I gave it a go and I ended up following this recipe that halfway through I was sweating and like panicking that I was going to curdle the eggs and blah 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 blah. And I remember thinking to myself, why would anyone make ice cream? This is the hardest thing. Darling, I'm going go, out. Go, 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 go. You go, carry go, go. on. Okay, hold on. Well, I... Oh. I'm going with my dad. Oh Mum is. <laughs> she, she, and, and while she does the bell, she goes, my son's a doctor. My good, son's a doctor. Good. Hold on. Do you, do you know what? No, no, I'm no, going to do the well. club. Okay. Yeah, all right, I'll, be, I'll be back in one second. I'll, one I'll eat some lunch. Don't worry. sweet to hear all the clapping oh nice it was very wonderful are they doing anything like that in LA yeah so um we're on in the hills at the moment and people uh, one of our good friends is actually really ill and is in oh, a coma shit. in hospital shit. Um, oh, yeah and so what we're doing because we live it was it's got all of this old hippie history um people play music from the hills that have been written here or and we we play it during the day or in in the afternoon or in the evening so that's kind of our our tradition so 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 when does that happen does it just happen all the time i can kind of imagine that everyone's just outside in um, their gardens everyone's playing yeah. Joni mitchell and uh... kind, exactly oh, wow. exactly exactly um it's mainly in the evening and especially on on the weekend every saturday they do these kind of like isolated gigs at on the top of people's roofs 
And um, like there'll be like a singer singing one song over there and then another singer will be singing one song over there. So it's really beautiful. And you can go out on your front porch and just listen to all the music in the hills. And so like, will you see like a famous person like on their rooftop giving you a, a concert? <laughs> so you'll like see fucking, I don't know, Katy Perry or bloody Joni just giving you a concert. I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen any famous people giving the concerts yet, but lots of lovely singing. And that it was that's really special. Have you sung yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> Does your boyfriend play? No, he doesn't. Well, he you doesn't. play, so I, it's fine. I play. You I could give it a it go. I, I also just like just listening. It's it's pretty special, especially in the evening. So, do you not like karaoke? I love karaoke. Ah, so do I. I love karaoke. However, my songs of choice are always horrendous. What are they? They always have a really bad key chained or. Um, no, my my one for ambitious. Yeah, just or? like and my voice doesn't do that, and it never has. Or it would be like Bohemian Rhapsody. Why would you choose that? You can't breathe. Bad news. Also, um, the Titanic song. What's that one? Celine Dion. My heart will go on. Yeah, yeah, I did that one for years. That's quite good. Do you do it with Celine's accent as well? Because I feel like yeah. that's very important. <laughs> I I also do the you know the oh uh, the jack ah! the jack and Ke- oh yeah lovely yeah. lovely. Uh, I just I just open my chest to the boat. <laughs> so back to back to ice cream making and curling oh yeah eggs. back to ice cream making so I was making ice cream and I put it on Instagram and I was so uh, just n- thinking that this was crazy that anybody would make ice cream and then I looked at the recipe and it was a Michelin star recipe and I was like oh it makes sense why it's so hard but now I've got it down to a fine art where I now know how to make like a proper custard based ice cream and I put it on Instagram and people loved it and that was a few months ago and then I kept on doing that and um, I have a funny relationship with social media anyway I find it um it's so nasty and it doesn't need to be. And mm. um, Well, you said something think, about that this week, I saw. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think people's relationship with social media is strange. And I think me doing cooking videos and me doing ice cream videos or marmalade videos was just like, it was just a video of, of me doing something as opposed to, um, you know, yeah. me selling something or, or people having to make a comment on what I was wearing or how big my thighs are or, you know, yeah. just all the shit that everybody has to go through when they have social media. Um, and so I think I really enjoyed that um, people just accepted those videos and, and liked it and it felt like they were cooking with a friend or that a friend was cooking with them. And I don't know, I thought that was quite sweet. And then when all of this uh, when when the world shut down, I got really depressed for a few days, as I'm sure everybody did. And I remember just Instagram wasn't wasn't helping me at all, and it was making me so anxious and so um, mm. uncertain. And it it was giving me this horrible ball of of anxiety, which was not helping, you know, for my 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 brain anyway. And then I Facetimed my dad, and my dad was like, "Well, why aren't you doing your cooking videos and your dancing videos?" And I said, because I don't want to right now, Dad. I'm, I, this isn't the time. I don't really want to do that. And he then asked me if I could make him a cooking video and a dancing video. So I started again. And then people just got really excited by my cooking videos. And I love that because it's um, <laughs> it's so un-Instagram. No, but no, it's not It's not just now Instagram. SNL, like, covered. I know. I know. That was hilarious. I mean, you've already fucking made it. You're, you're up for a bloody Oscar. But, like... When SNL are doing sketches about your content <laughs> on the gram, you fucking made it, babe. It's amazing. It's, but it's, it, it's um, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. 
I, I don't know how much you know about this podcast, but we've been trying to get you for a while because we're uh, well, huge fans. Um, I'm a really big fan. <laughs> Jess is a stalker. <laughs> I need to I'm chill out now. <laughs> I need to stop. I love. You're stalkers. lucky you're not in our house because I probably <laughs> would have roofied you and you wouldn't be going home. <laughs> Um, so, um, but um, but yeah, usually we cook for you. May, so I know, I know. Get up, and everybody gets really hungry when they listen to you. Oh, really? Mm, I do. Well, that's very sweet. This is kind of how it came about because my mum is such a great cook. But I, I wonder what it was like growing up with you. Who was around the dinner table? Who was cooking? Mm-hmm. Um, did you all sit together? You know, what's kind of a memorable meal from your childhood? Dinners are a massive part of my family massive part even when I go back now as an adult um there is dinner time and dinner time is everybody's sat and everybody's eating together which is really wonderful because um I don't know I remember I remember as a kid going to other people's houses for dinner and it not necessarily being such a tradition to sit down and and eat together and um I remember really appreciating recognizing that as a kid. Um, my dad is an amazing chef. He has this amazing ability to just look in the fridge when there's nothing in there and make something incredible. Um, and my mom is the queen of stews and soups and all of that stuff and couscous. She has like random things that she's mastered. So yeah, food has been a massive part of my childhood. And as I said, Everybody eats so fast, so quickly, and it's just like hoovers. Uh, but I'm from a big family, so that makes sense. How many children in your family? How many brothers and sisters? There's four of us. Are you the oldest or the youngest? I'm the third. What does that does that count as a middle child then? Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, I was the youngest for very for for about seven years, and there oh, was wow. never any. There was never any chat about another one. I was like the baby, and everybody knew that. And then suddenly, on my mum's birthday, my mum drops a bombshell, which is that she's pregnant and she's so excited by it. And I remember being shocked, doesn't even sum it up. I was like, what? Why didn't you consult me? Why why didn't people ask if I was okay with this? And um, I remember getting up from my chair as my mum told, she was like, look, I'm, I'm an older mum and I have some very exciting news, but we all need to be really careful because, as I said, I'm an older mum and and um, I, I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm so excited. And I remember I got up from my chair, I walked over, we had these French sliding windows And I slid the door open, slid the door shut, picked up one of those bamboo sticks that like stick in in pots, picked that up and just smashed it to like to to bits. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So it was a really positive reaction. (laughs) I was so disappointed that I wasn't enough for them. And how's it, um, do you get on with your younger sibling? Oh, love her, love her. So you didn't try and push her out of the Moses basket or no, anything like that? No, 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 no. I had about four months of being really bitter about it. And like, I think it was the only time I've believed in God. And I kept on saying, please God, please God, please don't, please don't do this to me. She doesn't need to come. Aww. She doesn't need to come, it'll be fine. And I remember my mum was being an amazing mum and trying to, like, excite me. And she took me to mother care and let me buy anything I wanted for the baby. Or I remember her constantly saying, as, as I told you, I'm an older mum, so I need you to really help me. I need you to make sure that I'm eating the right foods and, you know, I don't do anything bad. And I would take this as ammo and I'd be like, oh, OK, all right. So she thinks that the baby 
is going to come in nine months. Okay, all right. And I'd be pleading every single day. And then it got to four months and I was like, okay, she's coming now. And then I was so invested in her, so invested. I loved it. It was great. I had a real life doll that pooed and weed and needed feeding. And it was wicked. I had a great time. Your mum is super glamorous. She was your... She is. Oh, my gosh. She was your partner, wasn't she? Didn't she accompany yeah. you to the Oscars? Yeah, and her she dress was... To... Oh, my goodness. She did look fabulous. Mm. I was very <gasps> jealous. She looked fabulous. Oh. I, but I think she's a lot younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, Mum. <laughs> she is gorgeous. I will tell her that and she'll, she'll listen to You must to be so smile. proud of her. Of course I am. I'm so proud of her. She's always, um, she's always been a beautiful woman. And, uh, yeah, no, she was very... She actually, for weeks after that, she kept on sending me articles of how she was listed as one of the best dressed mums. And I was like, you were, mum. She looked you gorgeous. Were. She did, didn't she? Who dressed her? Who was she wearing? Uh, no one. Actually, that was a gift from... My dad has very good taste and has always got her beautiful dresses over the years. And that was one that she'd never worn before. And um, she got it so out. So your dad chose Yeah, my it. dad bought it years ago for oh her. Oh, my God, they're very romantic. He is what very... What does your dad do? <laughs> my is dad... He a, he's a dress designer. He's a stylist. And a chef. No, he's a, a stylist. stylist, yeah. Yeah. No, my dad is a restaurateur and he has... He grew up in a pub... And he's owned and ran restaurants ever since he could. Um, and he's been in the business since he was born, basically. So we've I've grown up in restaurants as a result of that. And they've all been his own creations and um, his babies. And he's gone around the world to find things for them. And he's obviously getting older now and wanting a bit more peace. So he's slowly letting them go one by one. But um, Which restaurants? Yeah. Would, would, are there any in London that we'd know? No, none in, they're all in Oxford, which is where um, we all grew up. So uh -huh. he's had, uh, I mean, two of them have been open for 25 plus years. So he's, um, he's very attached to them. And it's a, it's a, it's a funny thing, him realising that he wants to go and live in a shack on a beach. But to do that, you have to let, let your babies go. So would you like, would you eat there a lot when you were younger and just kind of? Yeah, yeah. What was the, what was the dish that totally. you always ordered? Um, so it was one of them, one of them is, it's still alive, um, a kind of pizza and burgery and salad kind of dinery type style. And I just remember from a really young age, always loving the fact that I could go up to the bar and flirt with the barman. <laughs> and I remember, I remember being about seven and waltzing up to the bar and doing the best improv ever and ordering a cocktail. And then when he was making it, I remember leaning over and going, um, it hasn't got alcohol in it, does it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not an adult. I'm not an I'm adult. I'm not a grown-up. I'm not a grown-up. And I honestly thought that I'd done such a good job at pretending I was such a lady that, um, that he didn't recognise that it was me, the eight-year-old, uh, the owner's daughter, <laughs> who was in there. <laughs> so we had a great time in there. And all of us, you know, worked there for years. That was our first jobs and... Our first waiting jobs, anyway, and bar jobs. So, yeah, they, they are an extension of our home, definitely. Florence, what's your favourite cocktail? Uh, well, it's changing as I get older. Uh, now, my favourite cocktail is a really, really good martini. Oh, that's so sophisticated. I know. <laughs> I like dirty martini. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. 
but I like a <laughs> like a martini with a twist. That is my my oh. new my new favorite and my my clean. Yes, very clean. And I now know how to make it and perfect it. So that is a wonderful thing to learn. What is a quarantini? A quar- <laughs> A quarantini is where you make a martini, but you fill it with the fizzy vitamins. Like, you know, the sachets of vitamins. Oh, I didn't I think, know that. Oh, you don't just drink it in quarantine? Oh, maybe. But I I thought, I, thought <laughs> I saw a picture of someone with a quarantini. And then in the bottom, there was a sachet of like the vitamin C fizzy sherbet stuff. And I think... What, they, like Barocca? Yeah, I think, that, I think they put it in that. I couldn't think of two more revolting things mixed together, but... Hey, it's going to keep you alive and healthy. So go. <laughs> oh God, yeah, maybe Mum, you should switch from Cosmos to Quarantinis. No, maybe not. What's your favourite cocktail? <laughs> Cosmo. Is it? Yeah. What goes into that? Vodka. Yeah. Um, triple sec or uh-huh. um, Cointreau, Cointreau and cranberry juice. Mm. And lime. Yeah, a little lime, but only a, just a little yeah. squeeze because they usually put the orange peel in. Yeah. Well, they do if they're being fancy but have you got all have become all la and eat bloody loads of kale and <laughs> avocados or mum she's been talking about her leaves in the garden <laughs> she I know, definitely and, and leaves i can put up with but yeah. not bloody kale and not bloody kale no i <laughs> i've always eaten like good versions of each food so even yeah. if i have something naughty it's never something like i've never been drawn to um deep fried fast food like that's not something that i'm like gagging for but i do love good quality bad stuff like i think it's it's a combined thing um but yeah i've always been a fan of crunchy food so i'm not i'm not i don't eat raw kale but i don't mind a massaged kale me neither that's quite good oh massaging kale yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually, I learned that from my mum. I didn't learn that from LA. Oh, really? Well, it does make sense. It does make it slightly easier to yeah, yeah. eat. Otherwise, it's horrid to It's, it's horrid. not. But if you get all the frilly bits off and you get that backbone out because it's so hard and horrid in your mouth, also, that's the stuff that makes your stomach really upset and gassy, I think, anyway. But if you strip it up like normal lettuce and then put it in a big bowl and then uh, drizzle some oil over it and just massage it all down, it gets soft yeah. within about five minutes. And then it's actually really tasty. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the... the, I don't like it when it's completely dry and raw. It hurts my mouth. So you wouldn't eat it boiled? I've never done it boiled, but maybe I should. Oh, really? Oh, you see, everyone boils it in in England. Really? Yeah, they don't massage it. (laughs) (laughs) This kale, this kale is so fussy. I know. (laughs) I like to be massaged. So where do you you like to eat in... uh, Los Angeles um, when you're there like because I don't know are you being able to get any takeout are you doing it Postmates is it even working who knows yes no um, that's I think that was why America really really freaked out when um, when Trump finally said that this is really scary I think uh, everybody ran to the shops like everybody I'm sure ran to the shops in UK and every I was so surprised because I did a shot before it went crazy and I went back to go and get some milk after it went crazy and before everybody was totally fine and then (laughs) afterwards when I went back to the shops the only aisle that was clear was the canned food aisle but all the fresh stuff was alive it was still there there were piles of it and I think there's this um kind of 
I don't think people are used to cooking at home here. And I think they're very used to going out, a bit like New York, they're very used to going out and having good mm. food or having takeouts. And I think the panic when all of this happened and then there was this huge sense of relief when they realised that all the restaurants are staying open. Um, and then obviously now the shops are just surviving. But yeah, we do, we do, we are, we, I allow one uh, takeaway a week. So that's our, our special date night. So where are some of your favourite restaurants then? Like who, where? Um, one of my favourite restaurants is Pache. Do you, it's like you, a little you, shacky place. Yes, yes. In the hills. Yes. Hannah's took me there. And it's got such a good convenience store. Yes. Next door. Yes. Country Canyon I store. I love that store. And there's always this ongoing joke that they have things on the shelves from like 1990 that hasn't been bought yet. Which is and finally now getting used up because everybody's wanting canned foods. <laughs> I bloody love their rose water that they have. Yeah, and I know you can get it in Whole Foods, but I I got it from there first, and so I my my heart is betrayed through it. Yeah, I love that restaurant; it's so good. Yeah, very um, tasty. So, uh, what would be your last supper mm. or desert island meal? Um, starter, p- uh, main, mm. pud, and drink of choice. I'm going to go pud first because I, I always want pudding first, but I'm not going to eat it first. I'm just going to choose it first. Um, tiramisu, I think. Just date, just date <gasps> takeaway tiramisu. It was sensational. Tiramisu, oh. I love it. It's my favourite pudding and I've, I've, I've been eating it since I was tiny, which that probably shouldn't have happened. Um, and maybe for Maine, I would do... I mean, I'm not really eating meat at the moment, but if it was my last meal, I might do a steak with Bernays sauce and, like, triple-cooked chips. Oh, mm. yes. Yeah, with some rocket and some cherry tomatoes with a bit of balsamic oh, yes. vinegar on them. Yeah. Yes. How are you having your steak? I think I'm going to do it medium rare. Not rare. I'm not a blue fan, but, I, yeah, I'm going to do it with a bit of juice. And I want it banged up with some butter and thyme in the pan before it goes in. Mm. Mm. I can never cook steak well at my house. Really? Like, I'm just shit at it and I'm I'm a pretty good cook, but I can't do steak. It just never is as good as when somebody else cooks it for me. Do you do the bang bang? No, I don't do the bang bang. Try that. Try a bang bang. Really? Bang bang with what? Just like anything. I actually don't have a like a meat. A tenderizer, banger, but, uh, wooden thingy. But yeah, uh, yeah, cleaver. But I sometimes just use a pan, just smack the steak with the bottom of the pan. Um, why, why do you like doing it though? Is it just I, so that it makes it tender and it's it's creating less of a chew for you, um, and it also means that you don't have to faff about with timing because it's going to cook a lot quicker. So you can turn it. You don't have to worry about is that done enough is the middle done enough because it's already thinner so obviously put your butter in the tight or however you want to do it and then put it in and honestly you only need like 15 seconds maybe 10 seconds on either side because it's already thinner and um it's been technically chewed a bit i'm gonna try that (laughs) give it a go so then that's the main and then what's the starter starter i think i would do what do i go for when i'm in restaurants I always love the kind of goat's cheesy, um, pesto-y tart things. If there's anything goat's cheesy for a Mm. starter, I'm always gravitating towards that. Yeah, I'm a fan of like those beautiful little tomato tarts with goat's cheese and pesto on. Maybe, Maybe one of those. You know, my friend's, my, my friend's been making a really good tomato tatam. 
Mm. which I feel like potentially, I mean, it doesn't have goat's cheese on it, but you could just have a side of goat's cheese. Yeah. But it looks so pretty as well. Um, uh, Mum, you'll love this and you'll be really happy What's that we're that? not living together, but I'm making carrot top pesto tomorrow. What's that? God, for your poor children. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, the be- carrot top <laughs> pesto. Fuck off. Yeah, darling. It's the, you know, the green bits of the, the carrot. It's really good as a pesto. Good. Is it? Yeah, use it as the green bit in the pesto. It's really good. My mum is like, now that you have left my house, there is no kale, there is only cream, and there is no carrot top pesto. <laughs> but I'm fed up with cooking, to be honest. Really? Because like, usually we go out, I would go out two or three nights a week at least. She's a social butterfly. Yeah, <laughs> but, but or at least even twice, even once. But I haven't been out for five right. weeks now, so probably longer, because we didn't go out for probably two weeks before that. So I'm getting fed up with... It's not I'm fed up with cooking, but I'm fed up with my own food. I'd like... Are you, are you living with anyone? No, I'm on my own. Oh, no. I'm going mad. You know what you should do? What? My, my friend told me that she did this one weekend and it really helped... Um, pretend there's a bar in your house. Get a bar ready and play some background music and put some some background noise on and pretend you're at a bar. Oh, I'll do that then. <laughs> she did it and she said, I had a great time. You can pretend you're on a date too, Mum. Yeah. To pretend that you meet a tall, dark stranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I have a blow-up. I've got the blow-up Peppa Pig, that's all. Hey, <laughs> hey. that's a nice I'll blow-up Peppa Pig and have him sitting opposite. <laughs> Maybe I'll order a blow-up. I bet Amazon do blow-up men. Mum! Probably. What's it with that, like, a sex toys? They yeah. Probably. probably do. Hey, they'll be an essential item. <laughs> they they are. Blow up did you say, Did you hear the... I, I was watching John Oliver the other week, other day, and um, they, there was someone interviewing an Amazon worker, and this Amazon worker was so upset that dildos were still an essential item. You're and kidding. And he kept on just saying... He was like, dildos. Dildos are an essential item. Um, hey, people must be, you know, desperate. Needing a dildo. Needing a dildo. But actually, if you're on your own, why would you need a dildo? Oh, no, maybe these people are together because you need a dildo. Isn't that a strap-on? No, that's a strap-on. Oh, sorry, I'm getting mixed up now. That's all right. Um, why do we always get to you discovering sex things? It's like we had Ashling B on. Ashling B and Mum had a big discussion about gigging. Good. So now um, today on Table Manners, Florence Pugh and Mum will be talking about strap-ons or dildos or dildos. It's Florence Pugh that brought it, I up, brought it up, not me. Also, I have a very funny story. Um, we just fostered a puppy about two weeks ago, and after one week of having her, we realised that it was never going to be a foster, and we adopted her. So uh, the other evening, she runs off somewhere in the garden and um, we're calling her back and um, we have hedges on either side of our of our neighbours. And she's in amongst these hedges and she's digging for ages and we're calling her, calling her, calling her. And then she comes back and she comes back with a massive, muddy dildo in her mouth. Good God. Wow. And we are so shocked. Are you sure it was a dildo, Florence? It was a dildo. It was a full-on dildo. How do you know exactly? Because, because <laughs> it was a long dildo and it was very funny. And Whose dildo was it, Florence? Well, it was dug, dug deep into the ground. I don't know who put it there. But <laughs> they the funny did thing it. was is that she was so proud and she was so excited by finding this dildo and we were simultaneously trying to get it off her whilst laughing. She didn't understand. And, of course, to a 
puppy. That's like the best toy ever. It was nice and squishy. Anyway, that was very funny. Is she allowed to keep the dildo as her little um, squishy toy? Well, no, we thought it, it would look a bit fucked up if people came round and she had a penis in her mouth. Um, <laughs> so we had to chuck it away. But my mum was very disappointed that we didn't keep it for her. And I said, mum, if we have guests round and she whips out a penis, people are going to think that it's mine. And that's not a good look. No, it's so, not. No. <laughs> We are chucking it away. There wasn't a dead body in the grave as well. Dead person buried I with mean, the dildo. Yeah, killed by dildo. <laughs> Death by dildo. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to know what you ate. I, did you eat before the Oscars? Uh, yes, a cheese board. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of cheese boards. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. They always serve them before things, though, in the States, don't they? Rather than after oh, your dinner end. with a port. Yeah, yeah, which is weird because these massive boards come out with like pita yeah. bread and crackers. And then after that, you don't really want to eat the thing that you ordered. But no, I'm a big I'm a big queen of cheese boards. And so I have always about like 15 different types of cheeses in the fridge. Um, and especially for those events, because everybody's coming in and, you know, I, I have my hair team and my, my makeup team and the designers and my stylist and her helpers and my parents and people that wanted to be around for the getting ready. Um, so, uh, yeah, we just tend to bang out a, a, a Bucks Fizz and some cheese boards, which helps the mood hugely. What's your favourite cheese? My favourite cheese is Manchego. With Membrio? Yes, yes, or also I just like it in my salad. I've got a bit of manchego in my salad today as well. Yeah, it's a good strong cheese. It is really good. And also mm. I feel like I can just eat the whole thing without it being attached to anything, which is dangerous, but it's good. Florence, did you always, did, or did your family always know you were going to be an actress? I mean, were you kind of one of those children that was putting on shows in the sitting room yes. for everyone? Yeah, yes. okay. We all were. All, there's all four of us were all making things. Do you all act? All of you? Yeah. So it was basically Little Women. 
It was basically Little Women, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, no, we all we all uh, sang, dance, and and act. And my mum was a dancer when she was younger. And my dad is just a very big personality, and he's always hosting in restaurants. And I think, um, yeah, putting on a, a show was always. Um, a nice part of our of our childhood. So if we had a Sunday lunch, after lunch, they'd you know the guitars would come out and and we'd all sing or our guests would sing oh, or we'd all you know fabulous. yeah. So it was very much a part of uh, you know our, our lunches and our weekends and as a family would sing together and yeah. So that was that was um, very sweet. But most definitely, I'd say my parents would say that they 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 knew it was coming in terms of being an actress. <laughs> Did you go to a drama school? No, I didn't. I missed that. I I managed I managed to amazingly weirdly get a film in my last year of school when I was doing my A levels. And um when I did that, I I finished school and I got an agent by the time that I'd finished school. And so when I finished school, it it felt a bit funny to you didn't um, need to go to, to drama school yeah I, I just felt like I could give it a go and if it didn't I always said if it doesn't work out I'll I'll go and, and study and I always had that kind of in my head it doesn't matter if it doesn't work out I'll go and study and I and you know this isn't the end if it doesn't work like this but I just thought I may as well and considering I had an agent that was ready to get me auditions and get me out there and also I had a lot of learning to do to to figure out how to do auditions and how to go in the room and how to do taping and all of that so it felt important to just get going on it as soon as possible but I uh I've loved all the stories of my mates that have gone to drama school and um I'm sure it is something that I did miss out on because it does sound a lot of fun. Mm. I mean, I I, I wanted to know, with Fighting With My Family, did you have to do lots of training for that? And also, did you change your diet for that? Did you have to kind of Um, go into warrior mode? Yeah, the best, the coolest thing about Fighting With My Family, though, was that at no point was there ever any... um, There wasn't a discussion about what I looked like. It was that you're playing a wrestler and you need to be able to lift people. Um, and and that's part of the relationship with other wrestlers is you have to be strong enough to lift them and they have to be strong enough to lift you. And if you can't, then you're not safe. And I thought that that was just really interesting because it meant that when I was working out for it and I was getting ready for it, I didn't have to worry about what people were thinking of you know how thin I was or how this I was it was just like no I need to be strong because I need to be safe um so that was really exciting also I love wrestling I love fighting it's great (laughs) I have four siblings poor boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) no wrestling is a big part of all of my relationships that I've had (laughs) oh wow um do you think you've got good table manners yeah I think so yeah I do. I, I know how to put it on. I know to, I know how to put it on. If I'm around my family, then it doesn't have to be quite so um, elbows off table. But I know how to have a dinner and I know how to go to a dinner and, and be my most polite self, I'd say. What's your least attractive in somebody else, um, their table manner? Um, I would say, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of combined. I can't stand... Um, at being at the dinner table and someone talking over the top of you constantly. I think that's a really bad matter. Like you wouldn't do well at our house. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> to, 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 to not there, Florence. 
<laughs> no, I mean... You can blame it on the we Zoom. We sound like we're arguing, but we're not. It's just normal. I, it happens. It happens in my family. But I think when, like, for example, when you go to a dinner with strangers yeah. and... That's what I mean. When it's family, I don't think it really matters because everybody's kind of listening anyway. But when you're at a dinner with strangers and no one and someone doesn't have any uh, not listening to you whatsoever and talking over the top, that really bothers me. Um, and also chewing with your mouth open. Yeah. Yep. Not good. It's so easy. It's so easy. Just close it. Yeah. Yes. It's so easy. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know what, I mean, not, not, I'm not accusing you of stockpiling, Florence. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you would do that. <laughs> but when you went to the... Um, Whole Foods. The, oh, Whole Foods or whatever, um, what was the first thing that you were like, I, I have to get this? Like, it's essential. Um, I... And I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear that it's something fresh. I want to hear your, your dirty secret. Oh, oh, like my naughty, <laughs> naughty. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. I want to know what, what yeah. like, what, what were you like? Back the fuck off. Getting that. Take me to that aisle. i tell now. you what it was. I got, um, the Campbell's tomato cream soup, cream of tomato soup. That was... Oh, really? Well, you cleared the shelf, didn't you? You were the person... Oh, I didn't clear it. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, found found two of them in um a, clearly someone had like made a decision about whether they should have these two tomato soups or not and they'd bung them somewhere else i think it was even in like the flour aisle and honestly the canned food aisle was cleared and i was going down we were going down the the flour aisle and we saw them and it was like eureka it was amazing well done you can't buy flour here it's going no, on eBay. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. I've been getting into bread. I want to know because I've just started my starter. And <gasps> have you got a sourdough starter? Yes, yes, I do. Did you buy your starter or did you start it? My l- lovely man who does my hair called Peter Lux, he is in LA at the moment and he um, has always loved sourdough and he started making it and uh, he started getting into the starter and all this stuff and, and I also love sourdough and he said well I'll give you some so he gave me some and then I realised that there was no flour on the shelf so I couldn't feed it so I put it in the fridge for a week and I was really worried that I'd killed it this is the thing they're so temperamental they die instantly I know it's crazy I know um, but I managed to get it back to life what flour are you using? well I, I wanted to use um, rye but I'm actually using wholemeal, yeah. which I've yeah. seen that it makes a, a different consistency. Um, but it was what I had. Less sticky. It's less sticky. Um, but I've put a bit of rosemary yeah. in there because um, there's this woman on Instagram that my cousin told me to follow. And she's kind of done a day by day how to get your starter going. Nice. And actually, yeah. it's she says it's quite straightforward. But I mean, a fuck knows. I'm on day three. <laughs> I, put, I've, I, I put it in the boi- in the boiler room every night. Yeah. I put it in the boi- in the airing good. cupboard and hope for the best. But I don't know. It doesn't because I'm having to take it out. Like you basically yeah. put in thirty grams of flour, yes. thirty um, mils of water, and then you take that out. Yes, and, and then you have to yeah, discard. And I'm like, oh, this feels like. A bizarre thing but I'm yeah. waiting for this moment so I felt that way as well and I kept on getting really upset every single day that I'd fed it and it would start growing and then the following day I'd have to take away and put that in yes. the bin and you're like but yes. I just fed you beautiful flour that is now a, a, a crazy ingredient that no one can get their hands on and now I'm chucking it away but one of the things that I cooked today is you, there are recipes online for the discard starter uh, where you can use it in things. So you can use it in scones or in crumpets or in whatever. Um, I made a little garlic bready thing 
which is really great. So when your starter gets about a week old, you can start yeah. using it. And in the morning, when you're about to um, discard, just put that in the pan with some oil and some garlic and some salt and pepper. And it becomes like um, like a really um, tart naan in a way. It's like a really nice mm. sour naan. Um, and you can have it with eggs or... I've put some goat's cheese on mine. And Let it's me like, see it. Can you show I've me just, it? I've just put some goat's cheese on mine. But oh, it's wow. like it's like this... Oh, yeah, yeah, that looks wicked. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, my God. Of course you're a fucking baker as well. Oscar nominee <laughs> and sourdough queen. I'm learning. I'm not I'm not a master at all. It's very scary, starters and sourdoughs, because there's so many rules. I do think that's been the theme of coronavirus is sourdough starters. Everyone's talking about them. Yeah, yeah. It's very rewarding, by the way. It will get easier. The first week is really sketchy because you don't know if you're killing it or keeping it alive. But it's really rewarding. And you need to name it, by the way. What's yours called? I've called her Maggie. Why? I don't know. It was just a name that came to me. I thought Marge. And then when I was on the phone to my mum, my mum said, you can't call it Marge because it reminds me of Margarine. And I thought that's very true. So then I went with Maggie. So you went for a Simpsons character. So it was Simpsons-led. Oh, yeah. Both of them are Simpsons. They're both Simpsons. Yeah, Marge and Maggie. I was just trying to imagine like this like sweet little old lady that I'd need to feed every day. That's what I was kind of imagining. <laughs> Jesse, call yours Homer. Maybe I'll call mine Homer. And then they can be long lost lovers. We're starting a family, yeah. a starter family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Bart. Oh, Bart could work too. Bart's yeah. good. Bart's pretty sourdoughy, I feel. Um, oh, that's great. Bart. I want to, or maybe I should call it after the lovely man who's been walking miles and made £30 million for the NHS. Captain oh. Tom, isn't it? Wow. Captain Tom. Oh, maybe I'll call him Captain Tom. I like that. Um, I want to know what your lunchbox was like when you were at um, school. Lunchbox? I didn't have lunchboxes. I was really bummed out about that because I always remember um, the kids that did bring in lunchboxes and being like, oh, that's great. You get crisps and sandwiches. <laughs> no, there was always like the lunchbox people and the school lunch dinners. people. And I was, I was, yeah, I was the school dinners. I was the school dinners. There was lots of chicken cutlets. Yeah, I was always jealous of the school dinners people. Really? Yeah. You got Why did you not have a good lunchbox? I had lunchboxes. I mean, to be fair, I would have been the fucking size of a house if I'd had school dinners because I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll have that second. Um, and uh, cake and custard, I would have been having like triple amounts, that chocolate yeah, cake yeah. and custard, that slightly... That chocolate custard. And it wasn't particularly chocolatey because they really wet it down. But it They was put loads so... of water in it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. They yeah. don't even let children have that anymore. No. You know? Really? It's all fruit and bloody yoghurt. Oh, God, what's happened to the world? <laughs> the world's really gone <laughs> down. turning Mum, I'm so surprised you haven't brought Timothy Chalamet into oh. this conversation. <gasps> She's so fucking obsessed with him, I honest love to God. Him. You, are you in I think love? the worst thing about Corona is that you're not going to see him in bloody the old Vic, are you, Mum? I booked tickets no. to see him with Eileen Atkins oh. in 4,000 Miles. I'd never spent so much on theatre tickets, spent £300. Just to see Timmy. And yeah. Because I wanted to see him now yeah. as he is. Yeah. I went to Crema to see where they filmed Call Me By Your Name. Because no I was so obsessed with him. She's a bit like uh, how she is with Timothy is kind of how I am with you. <laughs> Amazing. It's slightly, it's a little, it's a little <laughs> far out. So you kissed him. I <laughs> 
You kissed him. I, I mean, I realise that I, it's not in that kind of lustful way that I love him. Yeah. I just think he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a beautiful soul. Is he? Yeah, inside. I think that's what's so... It's a bit like where everybody loved Leo. And, you know, it's like when, when, when someone's goodness and someone is talented and someone is also beautiful, it's like it's quite hard to figure out how much you love them. But, yeah, no, he's, he's an amazing... Um, He's an amazing person and he's so talented and it's just like, it's so frustrating when you're in a scene with someone that gorgeous and you're like, how are you sitting like that? It's not supposed to look right and it does look right and if I sat like that, I'd look really strange. Uh, he's that kind of person that is just like... He is he's, so good. He's just so good. But... Uh, your love for him is totally understood. Uh, my, my whole family loves him as well. Um, Florence, you are just the best. I'm completely still in love with you, uh, even more so now that I've spoken to you. Loving you too, and, guys. Um, and uh, and just, uh, yeah, best of luck with it. Look after yourself. Yeah, And you look too. after Maggie. And Maggie, yeah. Oh, and Maggie. You, you look Maggie. After Captain, Captain Tom, Tom slash Bart slash Homer. Oh, Captain, yeah, <laughs> slash Homer. Slash Homer. Yeah, I will. I'll let you know how it, I'll let yeah. you know how it yeah. starts. I'm really, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, just um, enjoy your crunchy I salad. I will do. I'm going to eat it and now. Will you, tell your, will you tell your boyfriend that Garden State <laughs> is one of my favourite fucking films ever? Like... I love that film. Man, I will. Oh man. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Well, I I think probably it was safer for Florence to not be in the room with me because I I would have been a bit touchy feely, would have been over familiar. Um, so she was safer in Los Angeles, but I just love that. She's so, so sweet. She's friggin' young and so successful. And I know that's slightly annoying to say she's so young, but she's such a brilliant actress. She's young, but she's very, very mature and kind oh, of yeah. very, you know, she's very, she's got that serenity and stillness about her. That it, Maybe that's the LA quarantine for you. Do you think? Maybe it's a good place to quarantine. Um, Florence Pugh, thank you so much for doing this. What a catch. Yeah. That was a fucking table manners catch right there. Um, can we also talk about the fact that Zach Braff was just there helping her out with her equipment and I didn't even get to see his face and I love him so much and I love Garden State and he's so great. And like just a very sweet, helpful gentleman that's helping with the uh, with the Zoom control was garden state the one with natalie portman yeah oh i loved it so good he's amazing um but anyway so yeah thank you thank you <laughs> thank you zach for being the uh, sound engineer for our table manners episode i very much appreciate it thank you so much for listening we hope you're all okay we hope you're safe we hope your loved ones are safe and we will keep on bringing you table manners in this weird time i'm missing contact and i'm missing just being able to have the conversation over the dinner table and yeah me too we just send our love to everybody and hope you're staying safe we will be back next week for more table manners special circumstances Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. 
Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.